and bitches and dolls. If no one told you they love you today, then I love you because you are you. Oh my God, I got all of the uh, information. I will tell you what that is. From my podcast for the last year. Oh my God, is that amazing? So I just want to say thank you for sending me all that stuff, Buzzsprout. I'm very, very excited and pleased. So now let's talk about Cary Grant, who I absolutely positively love. And I had to watch his show on BritBox and, uh, Let's talk about old Cary Grant, who was gorgeous, fabulous, suave, debonair. Okay. He was born Archibald Alec Leach, January 18th, 1904. So that makes him, let's take a look. Is that an Aquarius? Just over the Aquarius? No, he was a Capricorn. Okay. So, all right. So let's talk about it. <clears throat> died November 29th, 1986, was an English-American actor. He was also known for his mid-Atlantic accent, debonair demean, a lighthearted approach to acting and sense of comedy timing, which he had. He was one of classic Hollywood's definite leading man. He was nominated twice for the Academy Award, was honored with an Academy Honorary Award in 1970 and received the Kennedy Center Honor in 1981. He was named the second greatest male star of the golden age of Hollywood by AFI, the American Film Institute, in 1999. Okay, so it had, let's see how many wives, one, two, three, four, five wives, Virginia Cheryl, Barbara Hutton, one of the richest women in the world, Betsy Drake, actress, Diane Cannon, fabulous actress, gorgeous woman, and the mother of his only daughter, Jennifer, okay? And then the last one, Barbara Harris. He was born and raised in Bristol, England. He became attracted to theater at a young age when he visited the Bristol Hippodrome. At 16, he went as a stage performer with a pender troupe for a tour of the U.S., after a series of successful performances in New York City, he decided to stay there. He established a name for himself in Vaudeville in the 1920s and toured the United States before moving to Hollywood in the early 1930s. By the way, this is from Wikipedia, so I'm reading this. Grant initially appeared in crime films and dramas such as Blonde Venus and She Done Him Wrong but later gained renown for his performances in romantic screwball comedies such as The Awful Truth, great movie. Bringing Up Baby I didn't like as much. His Girl Friday loved. The Philadelphia Story, eh, I really didn't like that one that much. Um, I loved uh, My Favorite Wife. That movie was wonderful. Okay, so... These pictures are frequently cited among the greatest comedy films of all time. That awful truth, that movie was brilliant. That's probably my favorite of all of his movies. Other well-known films he starred in was Gunga Dean, which was good, Arsenic and Old Lace, Only Angels Have Wings, Penny Serenade, and None But the Lonely Heart. He was really great in that. That was he was nominated for his Academy Award for Best Actor, 
for the last two. During the 1940s, and 40s, Grant had a close working relationship with director Alfred Hitchcock, who cast him in four films. Suspicion, great movie. Notorious, fabulous. To Catch a Thief, fabulous. North by Northwest, eh, that didn't really thrill me, okay? So there you go. No big deal. <laughs> for the suspense drama, Suspicion and Notorious, Grant took on Dr. Darker, morally ambiguous characters, both challenging Grant's screen persona and his acting abilities. Toward the end of his career, he started in the romantic comedy, Indiscreet, great, that touch of mink, that movie was so unbelievable. Oh, come on, let's be real here. And Charade, oh, I did love that movie. He is remembered by critics for his unusually broad appeal as a handsome Suave actor who did not take himself too seriously and able to maintain his dignity in comedies, not sacrificing it entirely. He was married five times, three of them elopements with actresses Virginia Sherrill, never heard of her, Betsy Drake, yes, and Diane Cannon. He had a daughter, Jennifer Grant, with Cannon. He retired from film acting in 1966 and pursued business interests, representing cosmetics firms like Fabergé and sitting on the board of Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer. He died of a stroke in 1986 at the age of 82. His early life was in Bristol, which I already said he was the second child of Elias James Leach and Elsie Maria Leach. His father worked as a tailor's presser at a clothes factory while his mother worked as a seamstress. His older brother, Oh, of John William Elias died of tuberculosis two days before his birth, his first birthday. Grant may have considered himself partly Jewish. He had an unhappy upbringing. His father was an alcoholic and his mother had clinical depression. Grant's mother taught him song and dance when he was four and he was keen on having piano lessons. She occasionally took him to the cinema where he enjoyed the performances of Charlie Chaplin, who I love, Chester Conklin, Funny, Fatty Arbuckle Ford, Sterling Max Swain, and Bronco Billy Anderson. Okay. Grant's biographer claimed that his mother did not know how to give affection and did not know how to receive it either. Yeah. Okay. His biographer, Jeffrey Wansel, notes that his mother blamed herself bitterly for the death of Grant's brother John, and never recovered from it. Grant acknowledged that his never negative experiences with his mother affected his relationships with women later on in his life. She frowned on alcohol and tobacco and would reduce pocket money for minor mishap. Grant attributed her behavior to overprotectiveness, fearing that she would lose him as she did John. When Grant was nine years old, his father placed his mother in Glenside Hospital, a mental institution, and told him that she had gone away on a long holiday, later declaring she had died. He grew up resenting his mother, particularly after being told she left the family. After she was institutionalized, Grant and his father moved into his grandmother's house in Bristol. When he's 10 years old, his father remarried and started a new family. Grant did not learn that his mother was still alive until he was 31. His father confessing to the lie shortly before his own death. Grant made arrangements for his mother to leave the nut house, as I like to call it, 
because I've been in one, okay? In 19, oh, in 1935, shortly after he learned of her whereabouts, he visited her in October 1938 after filming was completed for Gunga, completed for Gunga Jin. Grant enjoyed the theater, particularly pantomimes at Christmas, which he attended with his father, okay? All right, so let me go on. He, he befriended a troupe of acrobatic dancers known as the Penders or the Bob Pender stage troupe. He subsequently trained as a steel walker and began touring with them. Okay, so we'll move on. So I want to talk about more stuff anyway. His film career. All right, so um, I, I just love some of his films. So let's go on here. Oh, she done him wrong or no, I'm no angel, okay? He gained attention for appearing in the pre-code films. She done him wrong. And I'm no angel opposite Mae West. Wow. May West later com, com, later claimed that she had discovered Cary Grant. Of course, Grant had already made Blonde Venus, in which she was Marlena Dietrich's leading man. Oh, anyway, so let's see. I want to read some of this stuff and talk about more about Cary Grant because having seen the Brit Box show about Cary Grant, and I guess it's based on the Diane Cannon book, which was just amazing. I have to say that. A really amazing, amazing. So thank you, Diane Cannon. I would love to get you on my podcast, but, you know, uh, morning bitches, but I don't even know. So anyway, let's see. Um, let me see what else have we been... If we go here from that part, okay, so we'll go to, I'm trying to find out because the girl that she picked to star as herself is beautiful, just beautiful. Anyway, let's go here. Let's talk about his personal life who, you know, I want to talk about her because I'm looking here. Okay. Grant lived with, oh, I don't do that. He didn't. Grant's daughter, Jennifer, has denied her father was bisexual. When Chevy Chase joked on TV that Grant was a homo, what a gal, Grant sued him for slander, and Chase was forced to retract his words. Okay, good. Grant became a fan of the comedians Mokamba and Wise and remained friends with Eric Mokamba. I don't know who that is until his death. But he began experimenting with the drug LSD in the late 1950s. For anybody who's ever done LSD, and I had it once by mistake, it's a horrible drug. He, his wife at the time, displayed a keen interest in psychotherapy, and though her grant, through her grant, developed a considerable knowledge of the field of psychoanalysis. Hmm. Radiologist Mortimer Hartman. Now, why would a radiologist begin treating someone with LSD? He was optimistic that the treatment could make him feel better about himself and rid the him of the inner turmoil stemming from his childhood and his failed relationships. He had an estimated 100 sessions over several years. Oy vey. For a long time, Grant viewed the drug positively and stated it was the solution after many years of searching for his peace of mind and that for the first time in his life, he was truly, deeply, and honestly happy. Diane Cannon claimed during a court hearing that he was an apostle at LSD and that he was taking the drug in 1967 
as part of a remedy to start save their relationship. Grant later remarked that taking in taking LSD was an utterly foolish thing to do, but I was a self-opinionated bore, hiding all kinds of layers and, and defenses, hypocrisy and vanity. I had to rid them and wipe the slate clean. So, of course, he was married to, like, Virginia Cheryl, an actor. Barbara Hutton, one of the wealthiest women in the world. Okay, so there you go. Then Betsy Drake. I did know that. But he married one of my favorite actors in the whole wide world, Diane Cannon at the Desert Inn in Las Vegas. And Jennifer, their only, his only child was born in 1966. Oh, they separated. And then Grant was involved in a car accident when the side of truck hit the side of his limousine. He was hospitalized for 17 days with broken ribs and bruising. Ah, oh, Baroness Gracia von Furstenberg, she was also there. Then nine days later, Grant and Cannon divorced. So anyway, I just want to talk about, and it's it just amazing to me that the incredible Diane Cannon, and I say that, you know, incredibly, that one thing that they showed in the movie just and blew my mind and in the book was that he took her dog away. Oh, my God. Come on. Is that the most horrible thing ever? I'm just saying. So, you know, give me a break for that. If if any of one of my husbands ever took away any one of my animals, you know what I'd say to that. Don't hit you. <laughs> Don't let the door hit you on the way out. So and she is so beautiful and still beautiful to this day. OK, so. She was a beauty queen from Seattle, a nice Jewish girl. So I just have to say that she was amazing. She was 33 years younger than Cary Grant. They had one daughter. So I just want to say thank you for writing that book. I absolutely loved it. Now she's a born-again Christian. Hey, whatever helps you, honey, if that's what you want and that. You're just amazing. So I just briefly wanted to talk about this because I saw the movie, the series on BritBox. Then I had to read the book, of course, My Life with Cary Grant by Diane Cannon. And oh, my God. So I love her so much. I love you. If you ever listen to any of this, TikTok Bubby loves you, Diane Cannon. And I would love to interview you on here. So if nobody told you they love you today, I love you, Diane Cannon, because you're you and because you were honest and because you raised a beautiful child, you're terrific. So that's it for me. I'm ending the session now. Everybody have a fabulous day in the rainy Los Angeles, California. Eh?